Welcome to the King's Word Bible Study. I'm your host, Brother Vinnie Fitzgerald, and today we're going to delve into the Bible to bring you insight from God's Word that will help you to grow and to develop into spiritual maturity. These lessons are designed to help guide you and strengthen you in your relationship with the Lord. Whether you never opened a Bible or have read it cover to cover, this podcast will inform and uplift you. Our purpose is not only for you to know and to understand the King's Word, but for you to live it out in your day-to-day life. Philippians 4 and 9 tells us, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Our topic today is being unequally yoked. Let's begin today in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in the 14th verse, it says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord have Christ with Belial? Or what part have he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. We are told here to not be unequally yoked. This is a very important concept for us to understand as Christians. We need to take a closer look at what exactly it means to be unequally yoked. Unequally is the first component. Unequally is defined as an adverb, meaning not equal, in different degrees, in disproportion to each other, not with like sentiments, temper, or religious opinions or habits. The second component is yoked which means confined in a yoke, joined, coupled. In order to better understand yoked, we need to look at what exactly a yoke is. As our society becomes less and less based on agriculture and becomes more and more industrialized and commercialized, it becomes easy to lose sight of the meaning of agricultural words, like yoke. But it's necessary for us to understand what it is so that we can have a clear understanding of the scripture. Yoke is a noun, meaning a piece of timber, hollowed or made curving near the end, and fitted with bows for receiving the necks of oxen, by which two are connected for drawing. From a ring or hook in the bow, a chain extends to the thing to be drawn, or to the yoke of another pair of oxen behind. It also means a mark of servitude, slavery, or bondage, a chain, a link, a bond of connection. When it comes to the use of a yoke, it is used so that oxen could work together and share the workload when plowing the fields. This made a big difference. It was found that two oxen working together using a yoke were able to accomplish more together than if both of them had worked individually. There was power in their unity, which further exemplifies why unity is so vital to the body of Christ. They are able to produce so much more because they are equally yoked. They're both oxen, 
They're both working the same land. They both had the same job. And they're both like-minded. They produce because they are not unequally yoked. If they had been unequally yoked, if there were two different animals with different tasks, they would not be like-minded. And they wouldn't be able to produce anything because of that. The same is true for us. If we're unequally yoked with people, we will be pulled in opposite directions and we won't be able to produce. On the other hand, when we're equally yoked together with our fellow believers, we will be united and we'll be able to do more together than we ever could if we were alone. When it comes to being unequally yoked, there are two different aspects to it. Those are with those around us in our lives, our families and friends and acquaintances. And the second is with the person we're in a relationship with, especially in the context of marriage. Today, we're going to look at the first aspect, and we'll save the second for another time. There's a big difference between not being yoked and being unequally yoked. When it comes to other people, it's far better to not be yoked than to be unequally yoked. Unless we are yoked together with fellow believers in the body of Christ, it is far more beneficial to our spiritual health and well-being, and to our relationship with God, if we stay unyoked to people who are not like-minded and who are outside of the faith. In the world today, the problem of Christians being unequally yoked has become very prevalent. As our societies all around the world become increasingly secular, we must continually ask ourselves the question, who are we yoked to? Are they like-minded? Does being with them build us up spiritually or harm us spiritually? These are questions that we need to ask ourselves in order to find out if we are equally yoked or unequally yoked. One of the main reasons that Christians and the church as a whole are not as they are supposed to be is because they've allowed themselves to fall into this trap of the enemy of being unequally yoked together. This prevents spiritual growth from taking place. It brings us back into bondage and to spiritual servitude and slavery because those we're yoked to will hold us back from growing as much as we can and as much as the Lord desires for us. They can also harm us spiritually in many other ways. We need to take a closer look at how to avoid being unequally yoked and how to become equally yoked. Let's go to Matthew chapter 11. In Matthew chapter 11, beginning in the 27th verse, it says, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son. But the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We first need to look at our foundation for this study, which is our being yoked to God. As we saw earlier, when two oxen wear the yoke together, they can accomplish far more than they would be able to individually. We find a similar set of circumstances when we're sharing Christ's yoke, with the exception that God doesn't need anyone's help to produce more. He functions perfectly by himself because he is himself perfection. For us, on the other hand, sharing Christ's yoke and taking his yoke upon us makes all the difference. We can produce a hundredfold abundance of spiritual fruit, whereas if we're trying to do the same individually, we won't be able to succeed. We greatly limit ourselves when we don't take his yoke upon us, and we hold ourselves back 
from the blessings that would have been produced because of it. We should desire to not just know him, but to be with him and to work with him so we can share in the joy of seeing his will executed in the world around us. If we truly love him, we will want to be yoked to him because being yoked to him deepens our relationship with him and allows us to have more intimacy with him. If we're not sharing his yoke, we need to be. This is extremely important. The way that we become yoked with God is important for us to understand. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, beginning in the second verse, it says, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, fought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse 5 is the key. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is how we take his yoke upon us. We need to let this mind, which means we need to desire to share his yoke and partake of his mind. We need to allow the Holy Spirit within us to change and conform our minds into his, so his thoughts become our thoughts and his ways become our ways. We need to give the Spirit freedom to renew our mind in this way. The other part is being you. We have to allow the mind of Christ and his yoke to be within us and become a part of our life. We have to allow his yoke to become our yoke and his burdens to become our burdens. This love and this desire to share with him comes from within us. It's birthed within our spirit by God. We find further evidence of sharing with him and a like-mindedness with him in the last part of the verse, which was also in Christ Jesus. Sharing his yoke is done by becoming like-minded with Christ, which we do by spending time with him and learning his word. We find that Jesus, when on the earth, did exactly what he is commanding us to do today. Verse 6 says, Who being in the form of God, fought it not robbery to be equal with God. He took the Father's yoke upon himself. He shared the Father's will and his love, and he became like-minded with him. There existed a perfect communion between them. Since they shared the yoke together, they had unity, and they were able to accomplish their unified solitary will, which was the redemption of all of fallen mankind. We need to take his yoke upon us so that we could be one in mind and one in will and one in act, and most importantly, one in love. This is God's will for us. When it comes to becoming yoked to those around us, this passage has a command for us. Verse 2 says, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. We are commanded to be like-minded, which means that we need to be equally yoked. The two are inseparable. It's impossible to be unequally yoked and like-minded simultaneously. The people that we are around affect us in more ways than we realize, in either a positive or a negative way. This is why we must guard our hearts. When we fail to guard our hearts, we open up the door to become unequally yoked. We're yoked with someone that we spend a lot of time with or have any real level of intimacy or love with. 
in the context of friends and family, not marriage. We many times become yoked with someone without even realizing it. We may only be looking at our relationship with those around us from the natural point of view. We must also consider our relationships from the spiritual point of view. Every relationship that we have in this world has spiritual dimensions to it that are not observable to the natural eye. We must understand that we combine with and join together with those that we spend time with in the spiritual sense. We have to see if those around us are like-minded with us, if they have the mind of Christ within them, and if they have the Holy Spirit within their spirit. This doesn't mean that we can never be around people that don't think exactly the same way that we do or that aren't saved. That's actually the opposite of what God desires. But it means that we have to be careful how close and how intimate that we get with them. We have to watch who we're yoked with, and we do this by watching the company that we keep. The Word of God has far more to say about who we shouldn't keep company with compared to with whom we should keep it. The reason that this is the case is because it's so easy and so common for people to fall into this trap. It's far too easy to not consider the spiritual side of our relationships, but we have to take stock and see the implications that each individual relationship has in both realms. 1 Corinthians 15.33 in the ESV says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. We see from this verse that being unequally yoked not only harms us spiritually, but also naturally. It destroys our character and robs us of our morals and values. We must also use our discernment when dealing with people. Some people talk like they're like-minded and like they have the spirit, but aren't what they claim to be. These are the type of people Jesus refers to in Matthew 15 and 8, which says, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. These people are some of the most dangerous people to be yoked with, because they're subtle. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. Job 15 and 34 in the ESV says, For the company of the godless is barren, and fire consumes the tent of bribery. We must also not get too close with more people than we can handle at a time. When we go from spending time with one person to the next constantly, without reflection, we begin to let our guard down and let people into our lives without vetting them properly. This makes it that much easier to become unequally yoked because we reach that pivotal, most dangerous point where the enemy through subtlety seeks to creep in unaware. Proverbs 18.24 in the ESV says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That friend is Jesus, which shows us even more clearly why our foundation must be being yoked to God. His Holy Spirit within us will warn us and give us discernment to stay away from those who will keep us in bondage and servitude and away from the blessings of the Lord. The Lord warns us, about the end of those who choose to willingly stay unequally yoked and who are comfortable in it. Proverbs 13 and 20 tells us, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. This is a dire warning, given in no uncertain terms, that we must heed and obey and take to heart. The foolish are destroyed, both spiritually and naturally. This is a slow, bitter, cruel destruction brought upon them by their own refusal to watch the company that they keep. And because of that, they're pulled down the path of bondage. 
They didn't guard their hearts, and the fruit of their failure to do this manifested in their subsequent destruction. One of the ways that we guard our hearts is by praying against and rebuking the evil that tries to invite itself into our lives and those who attempt to usher it in. David said in Psalm 141, verses 4 through 5, Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds, in company with men who work iniquity. And let me not eat of their delicacies. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my head not refuse it. Yet my prayer is continually against their evil deeds. When we are actively guarding our hearts, we will be able to experience the blessings that come from being equally yoked together with those who are like-minded and who share our faith. Psalm 1 verses 1 through 2 say, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. We will see the blessings manifest in our lives if we stay faithful and properly vetting the company that we keep. Then, when we have the right people around us, we'll be able to say with the writer of Psalm 111 and verse 1, Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright, in the congregation. The adage that says that you become who you hang out with is true. Our friends and our companions influence us. So we must choose carefully who we deem to be our friends and who we deem to not be our friends. Because it's true that we can't pick our family, but we can pick our friends. We need to pick friends that will build us up and edify us instead of drag us down back into the bondage that God brought us forth out of. Friends are like elevators. They either bring you up with them or they bring you down with them. But they never leave you on the same floor that they found you. And we need to be very careful because not every elevator operator has your best interests at heart. We need to make sure that we are yoked to God. It is crucial that this is our foundation. Then we must actively pursue good, healthy relationships and trust the Holy Spirit to guide us in this effort. If you feel like you're unequally yoked, trust God. He can deliver you from the bondage. And then he can fill that void in your life in a better way than you can ever imagine. Never be afraid to break a bad yoke. Our job is to stay faithful and obedient. If you feel like you're unequally yoked, trust God. He can deliver you from the bondage, and then he can fill that void in your life in a better way than you could ever imagine. Our job is to stay faithful and obedient. Never be afraid to break an unequal yoke. They only keep us enslaved to the lies of the enemy. When we trust in the Lord, he will make our yoke easy and our burden light. Break your bad yokes, even if it's hard in the moment, and keep going in faith. Move forward with the Lord. We need to make the choice today to follow God's command to not be unequally yoked. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you that you've brought us all here together on this program. And Lord, we thank you for the people that we are correctly yoked with today, Lord God. We thank you for the people in our life who build us up and who edify us. And Lord, we rebuke unequal yokes. Lord, we rebuke the evil that tries to come into our lives, Lord God. It is not welcome within us, and it has to leave immediately. And Lord, give us the strength and the courage and the wisdom to break 
the unequal yokes that are still within our lives, Lord God. We rebuke that slavery and that bondage that tries to keep us away from the blessings that you have set apart for us. And Lord, we thank you that you have set us apart as members of your own family, that you have adopted us into your household, Lord God. And that is the yoke that we desire, Lord. Help us to be like-minded with you. Renew our minds and conform our minds to yours. And Lord, we thank you that this is your will and that this is the inheritance that you died to make available to us. And Lord, today we make that choice to yoke ourselves to you. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you want to be equally yoked and have Jesus as a part of your life today, all you need to do is to invite Jesus into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. You then need to repent of your sins and ask for his forgiveness. Then you trust that you've been forgiven and you ask for his free gift of eternal life. If you've prayed this from a sincere heart and you truly meant it, then you are now a part of the family of God. Welcome to God's family. We want to thank everybody for listening today. We appreciate you taking out your time to spend with us. If you would like to give us feedback and tell us how much you appreciate this show, you can contact us at kingswordbiblestudy at gmail.com. And if you would like to learn more about this program and this ministry, you can visit kingswordbible.com. We appreciate also if you write a review from wherever you're listening to this podcast from, and if you follow and subscribe so that more people can hear the King's Word for themselves. God bless you. We want you to know that we love you all. And we will see you next week as we continue to study the King's Word together.